don't mind us, sir. We're just a bunch of ghosts, a bunch of Christmas ghosts, you know, and I'm here, the ghost of Christmas past, here to talk about things that were made in the past, but you can still watch today. And I'm here, the ghost of Christmas present, a present for you for this Christmas episode. And I am the ghost of Christmas future, and as we all know, he's the one who doesn't talk, so I'm going to be taking it easy this episode, and just pointing at things. Don't you dare, the, the fake sponsors won't let you do that, Nick, you gotta participate. Ah, heck, Squeeze Space really putting the, putting the screws on me. <laughs> they really are. Guys, we have an exciting episode, this is an exciting movie. Uh, we have an exciting episode today because we have a special guest, a special treat, special treat, and that is our friend Missy. Uh, Missy has joined us for this special holiday episode. Nick, what are we going to, oh, by the way, my name's Ben, one of the hosts. Nick, what do, we... Nick, Nick's the other host. What are we going to do this episode, Nick? Well, this is a very Christmassy episode. <laughs> oh, I see so what you did get there. It. It's perfect. Christmassy. That's going to be the wow. name. I'm going to go uh, to the courthouse and change my name tomorrow. <laughs> that would Christmas-y. be one of the movies that we're going to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> so w- we have a special episode for you this week where uh, we're not going to talk about the exciting new trailers that came out, such as Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. That'll be next time. Uh, we're not going to talk about the Northmen. We're going to talk about some other North things like the north pole because this is our christmas episode and we're only going to talk about christmas movie trailers that's right on the next episode of trailer blazers we will talk about those things but it's not time for that right now is the time for hallmark christmas cheer brought to us by missy <laughs> yes cheesy christmas movies missy tell tell us what you did for us so far in this um so uh, first i made a spreadsheet of all of the hallmark movies ever because i got really confused about what i had seen and not seen and it turns out there are over they're around 300 oh, <laughs> countdown wow. to christmas hallmark movies um <laughs> you can start counting down real early in the year then <laughs> you can actually the countdown to christmas starts the week of halloween and goes all the way through to christmas uh leading up to a movie marathon over the christmas weekend of all of the new hallmark movies so there are a few on this list that have not come out yet um some that have come out a couple of years ago because hallmark movies are evergreen content and then a couple that are like actually legitimate recommendations of movies you should watch you can watch okay. them all but <laughs> <laughs> missy i want i want to know your relationship to these movies and movies like this tell us your relationship yeah, so Hallmark movies are just, they're very formulatic. They're uh, they are like a warm, cozy blanket on a cold night in the winter. You know what's going to happen. My favorite way to watch these is to try to guess the plot in the first 10 minutes and then see if I'm correct <laughs> throughout the rest of the movie. Usually am. Um, I watch these with my mom and my sister all Christmas season. Um, we usually do start at the beginning of November, watching them on the weekends, um, getting ready for the holidays. Uh, if you're having a really sad weekend, they're a great thing to throw on. They're just like endless cheer that like barrages your brain. So yeah, that's that's what it is. I I actually really see the appeal of this uh, because the, these are super cheesy, but that can be really fun, mm-hmm. uh, especially if you have like a couple people watching it with. And like in in a case like this, these are all pretty wholesome for the most part. So 
you can just like get a bunch of people, watch some wholesome cheese, super mm-hmm. cheese, and like eat some popcorn and have some hot chocolate and stuff. Yeah, and I mean, there's not a lot to yell about, but we do occasionally yell like, "Oh, there's Mrs. Claus!" You know, they like to sneak in um, magical objects, magical old people, secretly Santa Claus, secretly Mrs. Claus, and Melissa I... Joan Hart. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So there's a little bit of a scavenger hunt you can do with these two to try to find the all the elements that exist in a Hallmark movie. Yeah, I, f- I feel like it really lends itself to either like bingo or a drinking game. Yeah, mm-hmm. although don't do a Melissa Joan Hart drinking game because you will die of alcohol poisoning from what I can tell. <laughs> She's not in any of these this week, but I've seen her in probably a thousand commercials for Hallmark things in my life. I think we did discover some celebrities in these that are in the same category as Melissa Joan Hart, though. Oh, definitely. Joey Lawrence is in one. Whoa! (laughs) So, uh, this is still the Trailer Blazers, though, so we are going to follow our regular format. And uh, to start that off, we're going to talk about what we done had watched this past week. What we done watched. So, we'll go in the order uh, that we, we usually do. Uh, so it'll be Ben, me, and then Missy. Uh, Ben, what did you watch this week? Uh, continue to watch Arcane, and it's really good still. Uh, started watching The Witcher Season 2, so I am two episodes in. I know you guys are further. Uh, two episodes in, and it's fun. Um, VFX are real good this season, I feel like. the the let's talk, I mean, we can probably go ahead and talk about the mouth um, of, what's his name, the Warthog guy? Nivellen. Nivellen, yeah. The, the combination of makeup and prosthetics and CGI on that character, second to none, best I have seen since Hellboy 2. It's very impressive. Uh, mm-hmm. He just, when we were watching it, I was like, he he looks real. Like, there's nothing fake about Like, this is what this creature would look like. Yeah, exactly. Yep. From the first scene when Geralt ga- grabs his tusks and is talking very close to his face, you can see all of his, like, the facial muscles that should move move and his lips move really well and they don't do that like animal mouth open and close thing yeah plus the way that he's holding his tusks and the way his head moves with them it feels real it doesn't feel like it's fake like it feels like he's moving part of his head (laughs) really impressive the hair too like on his forehead the hair on his forehead like that whole thing you could just stare at him and, and it just never you never find any faults yep He's, yeah, they came out strong in season two. I'm five episodes in, so I haven't completed it yet. Missy has watched the whole thing how many times? I'm on my third rewatch. <laughs> I am like, I was like wrapping presents and like half moving still. So unboxing and reboxing things uh, lends itself to just watching The Witcher over and over and over again. Yeah, I'll probably, I'll probably do a, a rewatch right after this one. Mm-hmm. Yep, so that was really good. Uh, also watched uh, The Matrix Resurrections. Finished that. And how, how did you feel about it? I feel like there should only be one movie in the Matrix series. Only one. Still. The one? The one. Um, listen, man, that first movie was Magic in a Bottle. Or Lightning in a Bottle. That's the right saying, right? It's Lightning in a Bottle? Yeah. Yeah. It's um, it's it. That first movie has impossible shoes to fill. Uh, it's it still holds up. It's still so good. I love it. Um, I did not care for the sequels at all, and um, this one, 
is that this one's probably better than the sequels two and three um but just it's worth watching once um i just didn't really like it um i just don't think i really like what they did with the story or where they're taking it um just doesn't feel necessary just like the other ones it just doesn't feel necessary like we didn't need one after the first one so here, here's what i would like to have seen after the first movie you have them using the matrix to reprogram robots to like recondition the atmosphere of the earth to repair it. And so each of the programs that they meet, it's almost like Tron in a way where they have to meet these different programs and either defeat them or bring them over to their side, you know, convince them or whatever. Uh, and then they will control the robots that re repair the atmosphere of the earth. So I was thinking, hey, that would be a cool storyline. And uh, that's not a spoiler because that is definitely not what happens uh, in this new one. Um, the, 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 the action in this, um, there's a, like the walls breaking and the columns, you know, like all that kind of stuff is really cool, like really good. Um, the fighting is just such lackluster bore fest. It's just not good. Also, this is not really a spoiler. It's not. This is not a spoiler because we don't do spoilers here. The agents in this, which are in the trailers, there's agents in this. Um, they are worse shots than stormtroopers. <laughs> you, you, you'll literally have a guy pointing a gun directly at a character, and that bullet will hit on the other side of a hallway, <laughs> like like ten feet away, and it's just like, eh. So the gunplay is not good. It's just. It's just hard to capture that first movie's magic. Missy, what's your uh, opinion of the Matrix series? Um, I haven't rewatched them in a long time. We do intend to watch Matrix Matrix Resurrections. We'll be drinking during it, so it's probably going to be much better than Ben's experience. <laughs> yeah, that'll be helpful, probably. Um, I do like the Animatrix. I like the the kind of lore and what you could do with the story. I don't know that they would hit the same now as they did when I watched them when I was younger. People have described this new movie as meta. I would describe it as forced meta. It's mm. not like interesting, good meta. It's just like forced. Hmm. Okay. I don't. Uh, I don't care for this franchise. <laughs> I'm still gonna watch this one because I watched the other ones, but I have a weird reason why I don't like it, and I'm gonna. I'm going to tell that reason. And it's because every once in a while, Hot Toys will randomly be like, we need to spend a month releasing Matrix figures. And I don't like the Matrix. So that's an entire month of my life wasted. That's, you know, you get one per week. And sometimes they skip a week. So, you know, I'm getting 50, 50 releases a year max. So when uh, four to five of these are from something I don't care about, that's that's a month of my life, you know? This is what I look forward to all week. Your mood is dictated by hot toys. It is. And so when I go... It, there's, most of them are Marvel or Star Wars, so I have a lot of good weeks. But then eventually I'll get like a, a DC week or like uh, some random... like they, they make the most random Johnny Depp characters all the time. Like they made a... When the Lone Ranger came out, they made one of Johnny Depp and the Lone Ranger, but they didn't make Army Hammer as the Lone Ranger. Just Johnny Depp as Tonto. Perhaps I think they we'd knew. All like to forget Army Hammer, maybe. <laughs> Perhaps they knew then that he was a cannibal. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Seems likely. What what's gonna happen when they make a Mark Wahlberg figure? Are you just gonna quit? Well, I didn't quit when they made the the teapot stormtrooper, so I think I could survive Mark Wahlberg. Teapot stormtrooper. <laughs> I was waiting. Yeah, so they made this one figure. You know those uh the the tea sets where it's like white white teapot and it has like these blue little drawings on it. You know, like little yeah that design. I don't know what the design is called. They made a stormtrooper that was that art style. It was like the white stormtrooper, but it had like the blue teapot art on it, and it was just like an artist mix figure. But to me, that was the I stupid. I kind of like that. No. <laughs> okay, maybe it looks cool, but it's the stupidest. <laughs> it's just stupid, but I think I like it. I need to see it. Yeah, I'll show you. I'll show. You. Maybe I'll put it on the Instagram. But it's, in my opinion, the stupidest thing they've made. <laughs> And uh, that's like that's a whole week for me. That's a week for me. And it's really two weeks because there's a week leading up to it. And then the, it happens. And then I have to wait another week for another release. So that's two weeks of my life. Of all the uh, Stormtrooper variation cosplays that we've seen, I'm actually kind of shocked we have not seen one of those. I would attack him. <laughs> I'd, just go, I'd just go attack him. Uh, but yeah, that's why I don't like the Matrix. <laughs> Uh, and that's all I have to say about that. I have I've also been watching The Witcher. We talked about that and uh finished watching Hawkeye, but it's too early to talk about the end of Hawkeye. So I'll just say that I watched The Witcher and Hawkeye. So I watched The Witcher too. Uh like I said, I'm on the third watch through. Very good. Lots of background stuff I'm noticing on watch through number 3. Texted you guys about one this morning. Mysterious possum. possum on a wall. <laughs> um Hawkeye finished that, and then I also uh, watched Jingle All the Way for the first time since I was a kid, and that movie has aged so well. I it haven't seen so that much movie funnier. since it came out. <laughs> it yeah, is so much funnier as an adult than it was when I watched it when I was a kid, and that the, there are visual effects that haven't, they have not aged well in like wow those visual effects are so good but they have aged well in that they now add to the comedy of the movie i love that when that happens <laughs> i love a good cheesy vfx shot is that on disney plus you said missy yep sinbad okay. and arnold I'm gonna watch it, i love sinbad i love sinbad. fantastic team up <laughs> i'm gonna watch this i'm gonna watch it on christmas i think could do it we talked about 8-Bit Christmas last week, right? Yeah, you mentioned that you had watched it. I, I'm going to watch that this weekend as well. But I haven't watched yeah. it yet. I watched it with my good. dad the other day. It was very good. Yeah, good good to add to the rotation for sure. Um, all right, that's all. That's what we done had watched this past week. So now let's talk about a little bit of uh, new news. This is the Dumb Dudes News Network. Yeah, I see that you added this thing here, and I don't know anything about it. So why don't you take the lead on this one, Benjamin Moon? Yeah, so there is a team at Amazon that apparently makes uh, documentaries. They're called the Lula Rich Team. I assume they're well-known. I don't know who they are. Anyway, they are making a docu-series on the Duggars, the Bates, and the Plaths. Who are who all had their own reality series about these? I guess they're all large families or dysfunctional families or whatever. 
And um, I think it'll be interesting to to see sort of a behind the scenes about those documentary series and those families. So this is I now I didn't watch these these series. Okay, I have no attachment to them. I just know who they are. It seems right? literally like the farthest away thing of something you would watch that I could think of. Right. Yeah. But I think because it's this angle of sort of a like a. Um, behind the scenes look at this kind of stuff that it there it 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 scratches that little um uh, interest that i have in this sort of thing uh so i don't know i mean i I think i'm in the mood for a docu-series or a documentary series like i'm thinking about watching the second season of tiger king just because i'm in the mood for a documentary series what did we say about that one everyone and everyone in that show should go to jail (laughs) Everyone on that show should go to jail. Yeah, yeah, just say. I mean, that'd be pretty safe to do that. I think. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I think that. So, I haven't watched either either of these three, but I know of the Duggars from the crime. Oh, that's them. Yeah. Okay, I know about them from the crime. Yeah, they made the news. Like they made the national news. Okay, I, I, I'm familiar with them. Interesting. That's that's really all all we have for the news. Uh, not a lot this week, but uh, in news, the Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness trailer came out. So watch that before we talk about it next next time. Next time will be deadly serious. Next time. Uh, all right, let's let's move along to other question towns. The Quashterms Torms. This is going to be a, uh, a seasonal question times, if you had not expected it to be. And I just want to know, I might have asked this last year, I don't, I don't know what I do. I don't keep track of myself. Uh, what, I just want to know, what are your favorite Christmas movies? And they don't have to be Christmas movies, they can be movies that you watch on Christmas. So, my favorite, I think my ultimate favorite is Muppet Family Christmas. Is that the, the, is that the, uh, the Scrooge one? That's that is a Christmas, Christmas Carol. Carol. Yeah. I don't. I, Mu- what is Muppet Family Christmas? Muppet Family Christmas is where the Muppets go to Fozzie's mom's house for Christmas, and they get snowed in. It's like a snowstorm. A blizzard happens. They get snowed in, and then um, Sesame Street shows up, and all of the Sesame Street characters are there. And then they find the Fraggles in the basement. We got like Fraggle Rock the, and everything. Fraggle Rock. So it's it's all the it's like Muppets, Sesame Street, and Fraggle Rock all at once in this like hour long special. Uh, it's so good. It's funny. You get Muppets interacting with Sesame Street. It's it's really good. I love it. Uh, Swedish Chef and Big Bird have a conversation. It's great. Um, go check it out. It's kind of hard to find, but uh, Muppet Family Christmas. If you've never seen it, it's great. Yeah, so I've never up. seen it. I'm gonna find this and watch it. Yeah, you should find it. Maybe it's on, it may be on YouTube. You might be able to find it on YouTube. I don't I don't know if uh oh it might be on Disney Plus. It should be on Disney Plus. All the other Muppet stuff is. Yeah, check it out. See if it's on Disney Plus. Um I highly recommend. Uh I'm gonna add Hawkeye to my list. I know it's not a movie. Um, I'm gonna work that Christmas. in every year now. Yeah, I'm gonna watch that every year probably. Hawkeye's great. Eight bit Christmas. I put that on my list. I you know, I'm kinda hype on it right now, so but right now it's one of my favorite things. Uh, and then also Empire Strikes Back. Can't tell me that Hoth's not a Christmas movie. Yeah, they got Santa hats and elves and reindeer. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Yoda's kind of like an elf. 
Yeah, kind of. Like ugly elf. <laughs> Yoda, that ugly elf. I have uh, I have mine that I watch every year, or uh, at least every other year. A Christmas Story I watch about 40 times a year. Uh, every Christmas, I just watch it as many times as possible. It's kind of like my goal to watch it at least five times. Uh, that's just one of my favorite movies, uh, let alone Christmas movies. I watch Elf with Will Ferrell at least every other year. That is great. Directed by John Favreau, starring Will Ferrell. Uh, excellent movie. Zoe Deschanel. Zoe Deschanel, her singing. I, I just, everything about that movie is great. Uh, Christmas Vacation. Now, this is not everyone's favorite. Not everybody loves Chevy Chase. I understand this, but this movie is great. And the best part of it is uh, Julia Louise Dreyfus as the neighbor who hates them. And when the Christmas tree breaks through the the window and she's arguing with her husband and she goes, why is the floor wet, Todd? And he goes, I don't know, Margot. That's just the best line in any movie. And uh, Home Alone, excellent Christmas movie. Try and watch that every year. So as I was saying earlier, I watch Christmas movies from November to the end of the year. So I do watch... I think everything you guys have listed here, except for Muppet Family Christmas, never heard of that. Sounds no one has but Ben. <laughs> um, but a few that I like really enjoy. I really enjoy Rise of the Guardians, which is an animated one that came out a few few years ago, maybe longer than that. Um, good music, good story, good animation. The Santa Claus, a classic. Have to watch that every year. And then Lord of the Rings. It is the season to rewatch the Lord of the Rings. Yeah, a lot of people watch Lord of the Rings for Christmas, probably because it came out around Christmas. Mm-hmm. I know I saw Fellowship of the Ring on Christmas in theaters. I'll just say you kind of need you need a good chunk of days to get through the extended editions. Yes. Um, if you're watching them back to back, you can usually get through them in the days you have off around the holidays. So that is definitely just how it kind of works out around here. I might do that this year. I got them in 4K and I got this new TV. I yeah. I... We actually, so I didn't put this on my list. I almost did. This is more of a Thanksgiving tradition for us. We watch Lord of the Rings at Thanksgiving. Ah, there you go. That's a good one too. New so. Year's, New Year's is is a good time for watching it as well. Oh, okay, yeah, guys. I just want to let you, I just want to confirm to you that Muppet Family Christmas is not on Disney Plus. Not boo. So you may have to go to YouTube. You maybe made this up. I promise you, I didn't. If you can find the Star Wars holiday special, we can find Muppets yeah. Family Christmas. Yeah, that is true. That's a good point. Uh, so let us know. Comment on Instagram. Email us. Text me. What are your favorite Christmas movies? Uh, your movies that you watch around Christmas every year or uh, every other year. And uh, we'll talk about it next week in the non-Christmas episode. Uh, so the season will be uh, over, but we'll still read your answers. Indeed we will. Um, all right, this is the part of the show where I've been looking forward to this for weeks now, Me ever too. since we had this idea. And uh, this is the, I don't want to say this is the new new, but this is the Hallmark, no, it's not even the Hallmark, because some of these are not Hallmark. This is the, what do we want to call this? It's just the Christmas movies, man. The ch- Christmas cheese. The Christmas trailer, the Christmas movie trailer special the Christmas movie cheese. The countdown to Christmas. The count, guys, the <laughs> countdown to Christmas trailer special. And we have an Adele Dazine. 
The Ho Ho trailers was right there. We have、uh, two sort of optional context trailers at the beginning as well that don't count, but they're the countdown to Christmas ho-、uh, like、Hallmark trailers. The Christmassy countdown. Yeah, the Christmassy countdown. That's what,、yeah. the, that's what we're doing here. Did you guys end up watching this ho- Halloween trailer? I did. I watched both of them. I missed them. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I went straight to the straight to the list. I should have called the them out a little bit more.、Um, they're just the they're the end caps, the start and the beginning of the countdown to Christmas for Hallmark. Like I was saying, they start the first week of October, and this Halloween trailer just describe it to you, Ben. It starts with a bunch of kids trick or treating, and they find a house decorated for Christmas. So they go <laughs> ring the doorbell on Halloween of the house decorated for Christmas, and when they open the The door. Everyone is in Christmas sweaters having a Christmassy party and they're handing out candy canes for Halloween. This sounds like a department store they went to because that's when the Christmas stuff starts appearing at the department stores. It also kind of makes me want to do that someday. Just like. <laughs> <laughs> just, just answer the door for trick or treaters in like full head to toe Christmas, like just calendar confusion. Do it. Be like, Merry Christmas, and then ladle some gravy into their, <laughs> into their <laughs> trick or treat <Yeah> . basket. <laughs>、uh, that's a good idea. I like that you mixed together a bunch of holidays. <laughs> yeah. The more holidays, the better. We, we could fit a few more in there, I think, even. Hello, children. Dip your candy canes in this gravy that I've provided for you. <laughs> gravy is funny no matter what time of year. <laughs> Everyone gets a live turkey. Now, that, now you're talking. Usually, <laughs> usually Ben runs the,、uh, the new new trailers. Like, he'll, he'll go do and say, and say the name. And, and、uh, I think this time, though, it's going to be your show, Missy. And you're going you're gonna to be in charge. And we're going to follow your steps here. Because、okay. you've listened to the podcast enough to know how it works. Behind the wheel of this、uh, red Christmas pickup truck. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, take the wheel. Um, the the other optional one here was just the end cap for the marathon, which also features other Hallmark actors. Which, uh, one of my favorite things about the way Hallmark introduces movies with their their own in house actors is they introduce them as if they are stars that you should have heard of and know about <laughs> <laughs> every single time. Um, it's just it's a real it's a I'm on board for it. It's a real confidence move. <laughs> I feel it like it, it's like a secret club that way. And that if you're in the know, you know, you know? I'm sure there are people who watch the Hallmark Channel enough to know their actors by name.、Um, but I really just tune in for the holidays, so I don't know the people.、Um, but the first one we have on the list here is Love Hard, which is actually on Netflix. And so the first few here just kind of ease us in. Are movies that I think are actually good and worth watching.、Um, Love Heart is one of them. It, I think, sorry, I don't have the description for it right here. Ben, do you have descriptions? I have the、two? descriptions. I can,、okay. I can do this part. Okay. All right. The description for Love Heart is an LA girl, unlucky in love, falls for an East Coast guy on a dating app and decides to surprise him for the holidays, only, dis- only to discover that she's been catfished. This lighthearted romantic comedy chronicles her attempt to reel in love. Wow. <laughs> so this stars、uh, Nina, Nina Dobrev. Is that、yep. how you say her name? And、uh, Jimmy O. Yang. 
um, and Darren Barnett. I'm not familiar with Darren Barnett, but I know Nina from The Vampire Diaries. I know Jimmy from his hilarious stand-up, which I think you guys were saying he's in something else earlier. He was in Space Force, which is the live-action, not-as-funny version of Inside Job. This this I will say this trailer was I, I immediately went oh god this list is gonna be tough to get through because this is it's just just absolutely predictable like you know what's gonna happen in this from the trailer like they don't give the ending away but you know the ending yes mm-hmm. Nina Dobrev turns into a vampire and <laughs> kills everyone <laughs> <laughs> um yeah every single one of these trailers is going to tell you the entire plot of the movie you're about to watch oh 100% yeah 100% as if it wasn't predictable enough yeah Jimmy Yang is funny so I don't know about uh I don't know about this mysterious Darren Barnett that none of us have heard of but Jimmy Yang is funny at least I did watch this one it was a very funny movie I don't I just don't recognize oh it says he was in shield Wilfred Freddy Malik in shield I don't, I don't remember that guy. Don't remember me either. So maybe he's somebody we should know. Not, not me. Don't know him. Uh, Jimmy <laughs> Yang was B, in. He's a B-list TV actor. I don't think we yeah, should Yeah, Jimmy Yang was in <laughs> stuff though. He was in Crazy Rich Asians. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's a pretty big movie. Yep. So he's he's like a real dude. <laughs> he's a real dude. Netflix, uh, Netflix a little higher quality. So... Uh, these these at least look like movies. That <laughs> Netflix is capitalizing on the formula that Hallmark has set. They're biting 100%. their flavor. Yeah, they're chomping that flavor. Yeah. 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 And the next one on the list is is to the T the Hallmark formula in next Netflix form. Um, it's a castle for Christmas. To escape a scandal, a best-selling author journeys to Scotland where she falls in love with the castle. And faces off with the grumpy duke who owns it. This is Brooke Missy, Shields, huh? Yeah, I want, I want, I want to know your your summary description. We get the IMDb one, but I want to know yours. Ah, gotcha. Yeah, uh, my description of this was: writes a bad book and then traces roots to a castle with a grumpy man. Grumpy man, ex romance author, is the <laughs> ship in this yep. in this movie. <laughs> Brooke it's Shields very straightforward. And, and Carrie Elvis. <laughs> yeah. Um, it also randomly features some, like, I don't know if they're real or knockoff Alexander McQueen, like, fashion pieces, which doesn't happen, at, this seems weird, but it, like, doesn't happen in, um, in Hallmark movies that there are, like, notable fashion accessories and they're just, like, are in this one for some random reason. Sorry, kind of a tangent, but, uh, this movie is exactly what you think it is. It is everything I described. And nothing more, and nothing less. They really give it away. Yeah, they do. <laughs> this movie does have Carrie Elvis in it, who we all know and love as Wesley from The Princess Bride. Um, so who are we to question him in his pursuit of true love? He's kind of the expert on that, I would say. <laughs> well, you get to see his true love in the trailer. Like It shows them like getting together and kissing or whatever. It's like, okay, like the, this thing that you're waiting to happen happens, and we'll show it to you. They there is one really weird moment in this trailer where her daughter says, I haven't seen you smile like this in a really long time. And they immediately cut to a clip of Brooke Shields that is so weird because it's like there's no sound to the clip, but it's her mouth moving 
like a marionette. That's just like, <laughs> <laughs> it's, so weird. it's like the weirdest. It's go watch it. You'll, you'll see what I'm talking about. It's like, it's a subtle mouth movement, but I was like, why did they choose this? I couldn't get, I couldn't move away from it. You know, I don't know. It's weird. She had to force her way through the Botox. <laughs> I think I, I think you, you might be on something there. <laughs> <laughs> Castle for Christmas. Castle for Christmas. Uh, they live happily ever after. Just to give away, you know, spoilers. Spoilers. Um, holiday is the next one on the list here. All right. Fed up with being single on the holidays, two strangers agree to be each other's platonic plus ones all year long, only to catch real feelings along the way. Starring. Emma Roberts, Luke Bracey, and Kristen Kenoweth. Chenoweth. She's from Chenoweth. Kristen oh, yeah. Chenoweth. Also, I think she sang. She sang the uh, uh, one of the parts of Frozen. I think. <gasps> Short blonde, loud girl. I love her. Yeah, yeah. Kristen Chenoweth rules. Uh, also, oh. Emma Roberts is gorgeous. So I don't know what problems she's having with all this being. Maybe it's just that everyone's a creep that she meets. Yeah, she definitely is one of the best-looking actresses out of all these. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, you're single? Eh, I don't think so. Yeah, this is a Netflix one again, so it has real actors in it. And uh, there are some real actors in, in the holiday ones. But um, she, I think the deal is like her mom keeps trying to set her up with the perfect guy. No, wait, that's the next one. He's blend together. <laughs> it's probably this one too. <laughs> they all blend together. They're all the same. This one this is... uh, had some actual good jokes in the trailer, though. I laughed a few times at this one. Uh, this one is the one with the dying grandma. No, this one is the. <laughs> yeah. Okay. This is not the one with dying grandma or the mom that's setting up on date. This is the one where these two agree to just date each other for each holiday so they won't have to be alone and people won't harass them about yes. where their date is. These two incredibly good-looking people who can't get dates. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, I think they fall in love mm-hmm. on accident. You think. <laughs> also, uh, the, the, uh, Emma Roberts' mom says that Kristen Chenoweth is going to die alone in a diaper in a wheelchair. <laughs> yeah, that was a good one. That was a good one. I will say, Kristen Chenoweth kind of looks like an alien in this. She kind of always looks like an alien. <laughs> She's like a yeah. little goblin lady. But like a real she cute is. one. Yeah, that sings definitely. Well. I love her. Uh, did it, I, am I the only one who watched Schmigadoon? Missy, did you watch Schmigadoon? Oh, what happens in that? Maybe. I figure. I feel like you would have watched that, Missy. It's the Apple TV where uh, uh, Cecily Strong and Keegan-Michael Key get stuck in the musical. They get trapped in the musical land by uh, uh, Martin Short as a leprechaun. This does sound like something that I would have watched, but I have not. Well, Kristen Chenoweth is, is like the evil, stodgy town woman. Who's trying Fantastic. to make everyone do what she wants, you know? But I write it uh, down. it's really funny. And uh, she rules in that, but she, she's like married to Fred Armisen and he's like in the closet. <laughs> it's so funny. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, Christian Chenoweth is great. And if you want to see something real good with her, watch Schmigadoon on Apple TV. And of course, Pushing Daisies. She's fantastic in that. Yep. That's why she was in season one of American Gods back when that show still cared about being an American Gods adaptation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I'm going to give this this movie, Holiday, the number two trophy for attractive cast. Second place. We'll get the first place out of all these in a minute. 
Well, we'll 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 talk about first place because I don't know if I'm going to agree with you on there. <laughs> we'll have a discussion on first place. <laughs> <laughs> and the the goal of all of these is every single person here is supposed to look like they came from the cover of a romance novel for sure. Oh, definitely. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Easily. So the next one on the list is Jingle Bell Bride. The plot of this is wedding planner Jessica Perez travels to a remote town in Alaska to find a rare flower for a celebrity client and is charmed by the small town during Christmas, as well as the handsome local helping her. Now, I don't know about much about Alaska, but I do know about how weird every person I've met from Alaska is. <laughs> Did she travel to the one small town that's not some sort of bizarre northern supernationalist cult? <laughs> She traveled to the perfect Christmas town, obviously. That's true. <laughs> and and it just so happens she met Anthony Mackie's stand-in. Because that is what the main character dude looks like from a distance. I am so glad you said like. that. Mm-hmm. I'm so glad you guys brought this up because one of my ongoing theories of how Hallmark casts people is to take pictures of real celebrities and try to find the like off-brand lookalikes. <laughs> the great value. Yeah. yeah, great value actors. Every single Hallmark actor who isn't a real TV actor that they've like scooped into their movies um, is a great value version of an actor you have seen somewhere, which is also part of the warm blanket formula of these movies is that, you know, their faces you almost recognize. You're pretty sure you <laughs> might know them. <laughs> this one, this, this movie is, I think, the most generic of all of these because it has... In, speaking of American gods, there's there's this one god who's like a you can't remember him, and if you look at him and you look away, you forgot that you were talking to him. He's kind of like the silence in Doctor Who. This trailer is the silence from Doctor Who of movie trailers because if I'm not actively watching it or reading the description, I could not tell you what it is. I, like they won't stay in my mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what Ma- this is Missy- is that. Oh, sorry. Missy, you said this also features magical old people. Yeah. Yep. This is a magical old people one. I can't remember exactly what the magical old people's role is, um, but they do kind of like pop up to like give wisdom <laughs> to pe- to young people and then like whoosh away. These are the, the secret Santas that wink at the camera at the end. Mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> this honestly it's not the fact that they're magical that makes them like that's not the most unbelievable part the most unbelievable part is that old people in w- would instead of giving you like um like really politically charged <laughs> uh, <laughs> thoughts are gonna give you like life advice that's, that's actually good. that's what i always think whenever i see this kind of thing the first thing in my mind is like ah, eh, they're probably racist <laughs> 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 uh yeah these old people are just here for pure magic and cheer and to remind her that she probably needs to give that the guy she's disagreeing with a second chance at romance or and to shame them shame them yeah. for not going to midnight mass <laughs> yeah i think i started with this one though on the list because it is the the it is to the t the hallmark formula which is a uh, big city girl with a job finds some excuse to go to a holiday town it gets trapped there and then falls in love with the guy that she didn't like when she first met him. Uh, um, Missy, do you listen to Sawbones, the podcast Sawbones? I do. Okay, so how much do you love the Sawbones Christmas episodes where they make their own script for one of these Hallmark movies and then read it every year? 
<laughs> I think it's called uh-huh. a, a Town Called Christmas or something, and it's like Justin gaslighting Sydney, and she's like just a doctor who's trying trying to live her life, and he's like, like I forget his name. It's something Christmas, but like he's like trying to trick her and. <laughs> They won't get vaccines because Christmas is the cure and stuff like that. It's very, very funny. Now I got to go back and listen to these episodes because all I remember from Sawbones is all of the horrific medical trivia. Oh, yeah. That's the biggest part of it. But you should listen to them in order because it is a continuous storyline. Good. Good. Okay. All right. What do we got next? Welcome to Christmas. Um, I just want to make sure this is the one I'm thinking it is. Is this one... Um, should be very familiar to some of our listeners because Steph found it on the Hallmark Channel while we were at C2E2 um, <laughs> two weekends ago. So we were listening to this in the room, watching it in the room while we were getting ready. I did successfully guess the entire plot of the movie <laughs> from the first 10 minutes of it. Well, the, um, the, ta- the description on IMDb is very long, so I'm just going to say it's resort developers tasked with finding a location for a new ski resort. And Christmas happens and (laughs) they fall in love. This is the trailer that it hit me like, hey, are does every last one of these movies feature a woman who's who's rich and successful? Like, are all of these women rich and successful in every single one of these? Yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah, and it's always a small town guy. Yeah. Yeah. It's because their riches and their success have not brought them the joy that Christmas and a, a random hot guy in a small town can. Yeah, yeah, a, a right, man right. with flannel. <laughs> yes. Right. Yes. This one is a cop ex ski resort executive. The first thing that happens is she crashes her car and he comes to rescue her and they don't like each other. And then they spend the rest of the movie not liking each other until they're in love. That's a, a good, healthy start to any relationship. That's a great yeah. recipe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Also say she does get like stranded in the town and the whole town is trying to get her to bring this ski resort there so it's got a little bit of like a seven brides for seven brothers vibe which is an old musical about a bunch of guys who kidnap a bunch of women to make them their wives and they trap them until they agree and they kind of they kind of trap this woman until they she agrees um but it's wholesome (laughs) wholesome stockholm syndrome (laughs) i bet this guy was in the january 6th (laughs) <laughs> riots <laughs> uh, she should check where this guy was last last january before she falls in love with him i think that i could apply to uh, a lot of these movies all of the dudes <laughs> in this were are are sus- suspect in in these nick stole this joke from a meme <laughs> except for the next one yeah yeah true mm-hmm. um the next one is a bride for christmas the plot of this is a single man tries to win a bet by getting a woman recovering from a broken engagement to marry him by Christmas. Mm-hmm. This is the most problematic of all of them to me. Um, it is a wild ride. We did watch this one the other night, and the the thing he wins if he wins the bet and like marries this person is a larger cube to work at <laughs> in his office. So basically it's like a reality show about like it's kind of like the bachelor stakes, you know, of 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 marrying someone. Mm-hmm. M- Missy, is she killing these men? Um the one she ran away from? Yeah. Well, no, no, she's had three fiancés according to this trailer. Yeah, and I want to know if she's killed them. It's the plot of uh Runaway Bride with uh um 
uh, Pretty Woman. What's her name? Ju- uh, Julia, Roberts. Yeah, Julia Roberts. Julia Roberts. Oh my god! If I'm wrong and it's somebody that's not Julia Roberts, but uh, I'm pretty. Don't sure Don't worry, it's Julia we make Roberts. those kind of mistakes here all the time on. <laughs> oh, this is the dumb dudes podcast, yeah, and you can be dudes. a dumb dude at. <laughs> okay, so there's this movie with Julia Roberts where she keeps trying to marry these guys, and like the beginning, the. I just remember the beginning of the movie is her like walking down all these various aisles, different themes, different men at the end, and then, you know, not quite making it or like running away. One of them, she's like at a horse wedding and she like turns the horse and like gallops into the sunset. But this is very similar. She starts, you know, walking down the aisle and then she's like, nope, and like runs out the side door. And her dad has a mean nickname for her and like people in town know that she like runs away from everybody. So it is the same plot as Runaway Bride. It is just a holiday version uh, with a kind of petty sales guy uh, as the (laughs) potential groom. Yeah, this is like two problematic people getting into a relationship in a problematic way. Mm -hmm. And we're exposed to, we're supposed to accept that it's romantic and good. Well, you know, two two negatives make a positive. mm -hmm. That's that's in math, uh, Nick. When you add Christmas cheer and Christmas music, any situation (laughs) can be, be, you know, a romantic holiday film. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, like forced Stockholm syndrome. Yeah, it's great. I'm telling you, this dude, this dude, there's another one of these dudes. He was at the, he was at the Capitol riots. Uh, should I spoil this one for you guys just so you can have some peace of mind? Yes, please. About yes. this plot. Um, she does eventually find out about the bet. It is after she has decided to propose to him because she decides that the cure to running away is to not be proposed to. And um, then they he apologizes. He takes the small cube at work and they live happily ever, ever, ever after. Sounds good. All right, Missy, what do we have next? We've got Hitched for the Holidays. The plot of this one is, an attractive pair agrees to be each other's supposed significant other throughout the holidays to keep their meddling families at bay. And this one stars Joey Lawrence. Whoa! (laughs) Uh, It also stars um, Bill Nighy's secret twin sister who plays the the elderly like grandmother in this. Or or it could just be Bill Nighy and drag. I don't know. I couldn't tell. One soul is not equal to another. It also has Emily Hampshire from Schitt's Creek. Yep. Um, where she's very, very funny. She's yeah. kind of the, the same character in this. She was um, Stevie, for... if anyone doesn't know. Oh, yeah. Um, but more dressy in this. Yes. I uh, didn't recognize her uh, until I saw her name. So she does not look like Stevie. She's got bangs. That's yeah. what did it. Mm-hmm. Oh, it was the bangs. The bangs. That's, mm-hmm. yeah, that's, that can change. That's what threw me off. That in Marvel movies when they wear a baseball cap and sunglasses, they should just put fake bangs on. They should, because mm-hmm. I was like, I feel like I've seen this girl before, and I couldn't put my finger on it, and it was because of the bangs. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, this is the one I was confusing with the earlier one. Because it's, it's got the, the same dying exact grandma. Thing. Yep. <laughs> it's got the dying grandma. It's got um fake relationship that accidentally becomes real. It does have. I I don't think this is in the trailer. But it does have religious-based hijinks, Ooh, which is religious. that one of them is Catholic and one of them is Jewish. 
and they both try to pretend to be the other one's religion at one point to impress parents. And it gets real weird. There's... <laughs> I feel like you should have been Stefan, though. This movie's got it all. <laughs> Religious hijinks. Dying grandmas. Catholics. <laughs> Catholics. <laughs> Fake Jews. <laughs> <laughs> That's a perfect description. <laughs> Jerry Lawrence. My my Stefan just sounded like Vincent Price, so <laughs> This movie's got everything. Stefan is Vincent Price. I do think I, this one I is actually pretty funny. Like has real movie value to it. So you um, watched this one? Yes, I did. Okay, tell us about it. Um they I think she replaces a an ad in the newspaper asking for somebody to fake be her date and he's looking for somebody to fake be his date because his grandma is dying but she says she won't die until she meets the man the woman he's going to marry and he, for some reason is like i better find a woman to, to pretend to marry me so that grandma can die <laughs> we better expedite this process <laughs> He, he needs to get her out of the pictures so dearly that he hires a fake uh, a fake Emily Hampshire. Uh, is he mm-hmm. the Catholic one? He is the Catholic one, yeah. Yeah, so he, he hires a, a fake Catholic, which is what most Catholics are anyway, uh, in my experience <laughs> of, of growing up in that arena, <laughs> to, uh, to kill his grandmother faster. Gotcha. Yep, yep. And so he pretends to be jewish for her family and she pretends to be catholic for his um neither of them do enough research so it doesn't work out and then the families get confused and also try to be inclusive of each other when they they eventually find out that somebody's family is jewish and somebody's catholic i think both family thinks that each of them are going to convert for them (laughs) well Um, uh emily hampshire's character's name is julie green that didn't give it away no, is Green a, a is religious a, name? It's a Jewish, <laughs> a Jewish name. Green's a Jewish name? Yeah. Huh. I, I didn't know that. No, I, I might know more a... Jewish people than you guys. You probably, probably do. <laughs> Wisconsin, I have a lot of Jews. Uh, I'm a qu- like a quarter of my family came here from Ukraine to get away from that. Uh, my great-grandpa was Jewish. He was was he from Ukraine too? Yeah, he was. Uh, and my my grandpa. <laughs> yeah, thanks for making fun of him. My grandpa went to the uh, Jewish high school in Milwaukee with Gene Wilder. He was in the same class. Oh wow! I think I've mentioned that before, but it's cool. So huh. his name wasn't Gene Wilder in high school. I'm assuming his last name was not Green. No, it wasn't Green. <laughs> well, what do we got next? We got a royal queen's Christmas. We are into territory now where I have not seen the rest of these movies. So we are purely guessing plot from trailers. Well, the plot is a prince finds his way to Queens during Christmas when a local woman enlists his help with the children's Christmas show. So this is basically the King of Queens, but a Christmas, (laughs) like that kind of pun, but it's a Christmas version. Um, Yeah, this one has a hallmark element of uh, fake, like secret royalty or like. You know, some you fall in love with a guy, and then you get to be queen, but you weren't a gold digger because you didn't know he was a prince the whole right, time. Right, yeah. right, right, right. <laughs> wasn't uh, Rose McIver in one of these from My Zombie? Wasn't she in like a, a princess castle Christmas or something? I'm sure. 
there there are a lot of uh secret royalty christmas movies yeah there's an entire series on netflix actually i think that she knows that they're royalty the whole time that one's a normal person pretending to be a princess versus a princess pretending to be a normal person they you know the the fantasy of becoming a princess which we all know like every little girl has that sort of fantasy and i guess some uh, grown women don't grow out of it but here's what i really think they're capitalizing on these movies because it's always a dude who's got an accent, right? So they're capitalizing on women's fantasy about hooking up with a dude with an accent. Yeah. It's a little more base level, but I think that's what they're going for. It seems to be the that seems to be what they're firing on here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like at least a third of these movies are that. <laughs> hey, if it ain't broke, it's called a formula for a reason, guys. <laughs> <laughs> There's a a couple shots of this actress, uh, Megan Park who is a Hallmark actress and one that they pretend we should know, where she kind of has Gillian Anderson face, which is appealing. Yeah, she does. I'm looking at the IMDb right now, and the still that they have is definitely Gillian Anderson adjacent. Right, where she's next to him in the Santa suit? Mm -hmm. Yeah, she's got Gillian Anderson face in that picture. Mm Mm-hmm. So if this is the one I'm thinking, oh yeah, this is what I was thinking of that that he is more attractive than her. This is a little bit of a mismatch to me. Yeah, he's a he's a little more like traditionally handsome. Yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but she's a children's choir director, Ben. She's a little she's more my type qualities. though. I like the long faced. <laughs> uh, I like that look. She does have a longer face. That's sort of she my does. whole thing. So I I, I don't know. I, I found her more attractive, but I see what mm-hmm. you're talking about. Well, he's going to fall for her because her, her and her family are going to treat her like him like a normal person. And he's going to just be over the moon about that. Um, and then he's going to make her a queen where they can go be not normal people. <laughs> they can destroy <laughs> the normal people. Yeah. <laughs> no, they can simply own the land that the normal people work on and and not pay them a living wage and live happily ever after. Just like Marie then- Antoinette. <laughs> <laughs> The next one we have on the list is Nine Kittens of Christmas, which isn't... We couldn't find this one to watch it. We did try to watch it. <laughs> the plot, oh, the plot this of one. this one is oh. Zachary and Marilee, <laughs> or perhaps some, some form of Marley. I don't know how to say this name. I've never seen it before. Are thrown back together at Christmas when they're tasked with finding homes for a litter of adorable kittens. And this stars... Uh, Brandon Routh, most famously known for the movie Dylan Dog, Dead of Night, <laughs> or, or or probably Superman Returns. Uh, and uh, I think he's on Legends of Tomorrow. Yep, DC actor. This is also supposedly based off of a book called The Nine Lives of Christmas. Um, and there is one line in the trailer which makes me think that this movie might be a sequel, but I couldn't find the movie that it would be a sequel of where they're like, they're back together again in the narration. Hmm. This is, I hate everything about this one. This is the most cringy <laughs> of all this list. This is the cringy award. It's bottom of the barrel acting and writing. I hated it. Um, I'm, I'm a little offended that it exists. <laughs> this guy played Superman so long ago. And he looks exactly the same though. That's weird to me. Cause like, I feel like I saw that movie 132 years ago, uh, Superman Returns, and like, 
how old is he? Because he looks the same as he does in that he, movie. He's got big V. He's got BVE. Big, big vampire, vampire energy. energy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I assume that he was kind of an acting robot. They like rolled in and out of a warehouse. <laughs> 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 an acting robot. <laughs> Like that guy in Parks and Rec, that just the senator that just sits there staring at the wall until <laughs> they yeah, need Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, you're um, right. He is a robot. It's so funny, Ben, that you don't want to see this because this is the one that I watched and I was like, I really got to find this one. <laughs> <laughs> if only these cats could talk, it would be the perfect Ben movie. Oh, man. Yeah, they oh, don't. gosh. Hallmark animals? Hmm. I don't think they talk ever. I'm trying. I don't think I've ever seen a talking animal Hallmark movie. So there's at least that redeeming quality for you. Ben loves talking animal movies. <laughs> Just love them. Just eat them up. Just can't get enough. <laughs> well, we're not going to be able to beat talking uh, actor robot or the actor robot joke. So we should move on. <laughs> what do we got the next? next one- Next Stop Christmas is the next movie on our list. This is Angie is determined to spend Christmas alone, but her usual commuter ride turns into a Christmas train that drops her off in a hometown in her hometown in 2011. What a weird year to drive. Is that that's 10 years ago? Is that what Yeah. Yeah. What a short trip to the past. That's a, that's a very short time travel trip. 2011 was a good time in my life. I would go back to 2011. Yeah, that was a good time. I think I maybe had, I don't know how long, maybe I'd known you like a year, Nick, at that point. That was uh, when we went uh, and I met Chris Hemsworth at C2E2 and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a good year. Oh, it was before the first Avengers yep. movie. Captain America uh, and Thor was 2011. So, mm-hmm. And on November 11th, 2011, Skyrim came out. Ooh. So the other special thing about this movie, though, is the time-traveling train conductor is Christopher Lloyd. So do you think it's the same train from Back to the Future 3, then? A hundred percent. He's just been riding it around. He's decided at some point it needs to be Christmas-themed, because if you're stuck on a train forever, why not? Um, and he's purely here to, I assume, fix people's past relationships that they messed up specifically on Christmas. Yeah. Well, he's a magical old person, so. He is. Yep. He's Doc Brown. He's a man who has looked 65 for 30 to 40 years at this point. <laughs> <laughs> he, uh, I will give this movie the most attractive cast award, for sure. So Ben, Ben's throwing that to Lindsay Fonseca from How I Met Your Mother. Uh... There's no not enough blondes in this movie for me, so no no award from Nick here. I'm gonna give it to Emma Roberts. There's so many white people in the, in this. This is, whole list is almost all white people. This is it's the so whitest white. episode of Trailer Blazers today. This is absolutely the whitest episode. Yeah, it is a noticed and acknowledged trend at Hallmark. <laughs> is it because is it because white people are the only group that are lame enough to do this? Yeah, that, that's actually a really good question. Like a just question. <laughs> white people, uh, in terms of culture, have occupied a certain a certain niche of squareness, and like so, I, I understand that they're dominating this particular aspect of media, and it's 
it's not necessarily an exclusionary uh, situation. It's more of of a no one else wanted to come. <laughs> Maybe is that what's happening here? <laughs> I think it's possible that no one else wants these. I think it's also possible that maybe they made every single movie with a specific white woman in mind like one and then it just so happens that other people are entertained by these as well is it is it um, you <laughs> no. i don't i don't think they they meant for somebody to to guess the entire plot in the first 10 minutes and then make fun of everyone throughout the entire thing i don't know because it seems like they got you they did they did get me um but they also have tried to make movies with more diversity in them. Uh, literally this year, I don't know about last year, but this year they did have two movies that were focused on black families and they had one or two that were focused on lesbian or gay couples. Hmm. So really branching out in the 300 movies that they have created for Christmas. <laughs> there was one of these trailers that had... I want to say a Middle Eastern guy who was one of the most handsome dudes of the group of dudes. Yeah. And I and it made me think it made me think our, to our episode where we talked about there's not enough Middle Eastern people yes. in, in movies because there's a, a, a plentiful amount of very attractive Middle Eastern people that could fill these roles just fine Absolutely. if they want them. I, I think I that's yeah. our last trailer on the list here. Almost everyone from Egypt is a 10. Like everyone from Egypt is gorgeous because they have to have photos on their diplomas, and each one is like a supermodel. Even the dudes too, right? Like even all the dudes of them. Are real handsome. It's, I don't know what's in the water there. It's Egypt, man. They only export their most attractive people, whereas we probably only export their like you know not. A lot of hot Egyptian <laughs> dentists. That's all I have to say. And dentists. we're sending we're sending weird white guys to to Japan. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> weebs all you get is the weebs they show up there with like a katana and the japanese people are like oh god please no please don't do this don't do like i'm just trying to go to i'm trying to walk to work nobody uses katanas anymore you weeb sorry japan sorry we really are sorry japan you've given us so many wonderful things and we and this is how we repay you by sending squares we send our, our squarest weebs in mass to worship <laughs> to worship at the, the neon tokyo and for you sir our squarest weebs <laughs> <laughs> oh i can't cut that part out anymore i hope i don't get oh trouble. you'll have to keep it in now the world will know of your attraction to egyptian hey, people they know they gotta know they gotta know they're sending me these diplomas is, with these tens listen, on them yeah, you don't listen. You don't have to cut out the part where you admit you're attracted to a people from a country. There's nothing. There's no crime I'm, in that. I'm attracted to everyone, <laughs> as long as they're kind. That's my. I, I'm attracted <laughs> to a giant gold boulder that's not even real. I'm attracted from a to the gold women of Guardians of the Galaxy too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, you got boulder? a lot of hotties, Egypt. <laughs> M- Missy, now you have to tell us who your like Hollywood crush is. Oh, it's uh, Henry Cavill. Well, that that makes sense. This is yeah, a good time a, for you he's then. He's a gamer who trains horses. Yep. Yeah. 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 The next one on our list is Christmas Sale. This this is Liz receives a call for help from her father to return home for Christmas, and she wants to create a whimsical Christmas celebration. 
This stars Katie Sackhoff of Battlestar Galactica and Terry O'Quinn of Lost, fulfilling the ancient rule that every TV show had to have one actor from Battlestar Galactica and one actor from Lost. Yes. <laughs> yeah, Katie Sackhoff in a Hallmark movie. And also she was like featured on their YouTube channel. I don't know if you guys watched through the end of some of these trailers had her asking you to like and subscribe to the Hallmark YouTube channel. I feel like she got a big big old paycheck for this from Hallmark Channel. I hope so. I know this is the unpopular opinion here, but I think this is where she belongs. I'm going to come at you for a second here because I don't think we've ever litigated this opinion of yours on this podcast. I You haven't watched Have Battlestar Galactica, so why should we validate your opinion of Katie, Soft, Katie Sackhoff's acting? And that's where you're wrong. I have watched Battlestar Galactica. I thought you had said you didn't. Mm-mm. No, I watched it, and she was. I thought she was the worst part. All right, well, I guess you are allowed to have a valid opinion then, and I retract my <laughs> statement. I had thought you hadn't watched it for some reason. No, I, the, the entire time I thought I didn't have a problem with them making Starbuck a woman. I thought that was cool. Um, but it, I felt like the whole time she was just really excited to be in a TV show and just like overacted the whole time. And, and it was just like, it just felt forced the entire time. And then I was like, oh, I just don't think she's a good actress. And that's sort of where I remain today. I think she's better than Gal Gadot, who is in AAA movies. I'm not going to argue. I'm not going to argue with you. I'm not going to yeah, argue so, with you. She is, I'm not going to argue with you. Uh, she does play a cowboy detective on some cowboy show that I've definitely watched. Longmire? But it is. Yeah, there it is. Uh, it kind of blends together with some of the other cowboy shows. I'm not going to sit here and say that Katie Sackhoff is best actress, you know? I just like her. She was nice to me in real life, so I will always defend <laughs> her. One time at Dragon Con, she... Uh, I, I talked to her for a little while, and she signed a thing for Missy that I, I had mm-hmm. signed for her. It was a picture of Missy dressed as Starbucks at Starbucks. And so having recognized me uh, from that thing, she she was kind of in the hallway, and she came up to me, and she said, Hey, I remember you. And she's like, I have to find the bathrooms. I'm kind of scared to go through this hallway. Will you take me there? And uh, I was like, that's the coolest thing anyone's ever said to me. Yes, I will. I will guard you and take you there. <laughs> So she put her arm against my back with her head down and I walked her through like the convention center to the bathrooms and she was really, really nice and she gave me a hug. That's super sweet. I don't think I heard that whole story before. I don't know. I don't think I've ever heard that story either, but this is certainly not an indictment on her character. No, she's a good person. We we don't don't feel like she's mean to stay chance. She's a good person. Uh, (laughs) She's a TV actress. I do think she's one of the most entertaining parts of Battlestar Galactica. Yeah, I like her and Baltar the best. Mm Mm-hmm. The, is it is it okay to say Battlestar Galactica spoilers? Yeah, it's a hundred years old. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> the my favorite all time favorite moment of that entire show is the very last moment where she is just done with her husband and she throws him into the sun. Yeah. Fly your tubsbins into the sun. <laughs> <laughs> He's trapped in a tub on the ship. They don't need his human computer brain anymore, and they just fly him into the sun. And she's like on land, like looking up, like so sad. Goodbye. <laughs> Hope soaring to slaughter their best against our hulls is one of the last things <laughs> he says. Oh man, so funny. I feel like I've incorrectly uh, judged you, Ben. I apologize. It's all right. It's all right. I 
I don't hold it against you. I don't hold. I really don't. Because I was grudges. just wondering where where the opinion could come from if you hadn't seen Battlestar Galactica. She's not in anything else. <laughs> no, it, came, it, it, it I know that's the thing. It came from Battlestar Galactica. That's where Fair the enough. opinion came from. This the the origin story. So listen, you know, everybody's got opinions. Uh, look, I I didn't really like Matrix Resurrections. I have friends who really liked it, and you know what? I'm happy for them that they are getting more Matrix stuff. I'm genuinely happy. I'm not, you know, I'm not mad that it exists. I didn't particularly like it. People did. People do. They want more Matrix. I'm glad they have it. Hey, I'm glad they have it. I'm not because it's gonna mess up my hot toys schedule. <laughs> well. I'm a, a less generous reason. man than you. And also, let that be a Christmas lesson <laughs> that if you're going to put someone on blast, sometimes things backfire. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Katie Stackoff, love her. All Very right. nice. Gave me a hug once for taking her to the bathroom. Yep. And what about the Adele DeZinth trailer, Missy? This is Boyfriends for Christmas. Oh, Boyfriends of Christmas Past. The plot of this one is leading up to Christmas, Lauren is visited by the ghosts of four ex-boyfriends. She must learn to open her heart or, or risk losing her best friend, Nate. This is a touch of Scott Pilgrim versus the it world It is also me. very much the What's Your Number, uh, which is a rom-com with Chris Evans. Have you guys seen that one before? I never even heard of it. I've not. Oh. I've never heard of it you either. You should go watch it. It is in the zeitgeist. You'll like pick up on some memes that are out there after you've watched it. Well, uh, but it is a movie about a woman who is afraid of raising the number that is associated with how many people she's slept with. And so Chris Evans helps her try to hook up with boyfriends from her past so she doesn't increase the amount of people she has slept with, which is apparently something that people are being judged on in the time that this movie is <laughs> that sounds like it would be a Dane <laughs> Cook movie. <laughs> um, it is pretty funny. The plot of that movie is she does fall in love with Chris Evans, as that's just how rom coms work. Can when blame her. A hot guy helps you try to achieve a goal, right? Yeah. Um, this is the it, least white movie of all of them. Yeah. I mean, it, other it than is. the uh, Love Hard, which doesn't have many. St- well, maybe a couple yeah. just like straight white people but yeah this stars Catherine Haina Kim or I don't know how to pronounce Haina it's H-A-E-N-A Kim as Lauren Kim but not Lauren Mary Kim who is my favorite stunt performer and uh, Raymond uh, a black as Nate and uh, that guy from uh, Kim's Convenience that's uh, Simu Liu's uncle I haven't seen that show but he's also one of the X-Wing guys in Mandalorian uh, is in it as well. Uh, this is random. I don't know if we talked about this, but the the majority of the scenes that I did in that fan film, the guy that was with me in those scenes is the stunt double. No, or he's the stunt man for Robot Man in all is of he the, the Doom. He's Patrol. the oh, in suit cool. guy. Oh, Brendan Fraser. Yeah. Uh, every time Brendan Fraser talks about Doom Patrol, he makes sure they mention him as the other actor for Robot Man. Class yeah, Mike. Actor. His name's Micah. Super cool. Yep. Yeah. I don't know if I ever that talked cool. about that. It was fun. He's the best character in that show. Um, this guy, Raymond Black, that's in this movie, uh, is gorgeous, as we've already mentioned. But he's also Raj from Orphan Black. Oh, um, okay. <laughs> now I know who this guy is. He's got a really good fade, by yeah. the way, like his hair. I was like, I want that. Yeah, food. he's a good looking dude. He's good looking in Orphan Black. He's good looking here. Catherine Kim is good looking. Uh, all these people are good looking. Mm-hmm. This is probably going to follow the structure of... Uh, 
a Christmas Carol, right? If it's Christmas past and stuff. Yeah, I would assume so. Um, in the trailer, it looks like the snake guy almost marries somebody, but the description says he's her best friend, right? Um, she must learn to open her heart. Yeah, or risk losing her best friend Nate. Yeah, he's Nate. Mm, so a little, maybe a little reverse friend zoney thing going on. Unfriend zoning. Unfriend zoning. Yeah, they're pretty cute. She, I'm, I'm rewatching this here. She, yeah. she's, she's gorgeous. These people are all tens. <laughs> mhm. Yeah, these people are all tens. Yeah, this is one of the brand, brand new Hallmark movies. So these people are freshly cast, straight off the Christmas griddle. So that, that, that is the Dazine. Uh, those are the ghosts of Christmas past trailers from me, the ghost of Christmas future, or whatever I said I was at the beginning. <laughs> mhm. We don't have any. Some of these you should watch. Yeah, some of these some of you them, should watch. Um, some of them you should not. <laughs> probably the ones that you should not watch will probably be really fun to watch with people, right, Missy? Yeah, all I mean, all Hallmark movies are good with a a fun audience and a little bit, a little of, alcohol. bit of alcohol. Definitely some hot chocolate, maybe some like Elky eggnog would be real good with these. Or you know, I would also call a lot of these the like movies to do your laundry to. Have them on in the background. Listen to some nice Christmas music <laughs> and some Christmas vibes. And don't really pay attention to the story too much. Seems like a good plan to me. <laughs> and if you want to tell us a good plan and and respond to those questions times, you can Instagram us at Trailer Blazers Podcast. Uh, or if you want to, you can be like Kevin and email us at TrailerBlazersPod at gmail.com. Uh, if you want to know when new episodes are coming out, you can follow us on Twitter at trailer underscore blazers. Do not try and get in contact us or with us there. I will not check the notifications. I never will. Um, if you're feeling super generous, you can rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, which is still the best way for the show to gain traction. And if you do that, Quick Mickey, or Quick Mickelis is going to tell you what happens. Over to you. Yeah, ho, ho, ho. This is uh, Quick Mickelis over here bringing the holiday cheer for you. All you out there in, in podcast land, baby. Listen, here's what we're going to do. Here's the plan. You talk about planning? Plan to have Quick Mickelis be your magical old person, okay? And what's going to happen is you're going to be in like some kind of predicament where you're not going to know if you should take your truck to the shop to make it a front dually. You know how you have dually, but it's in the front. Or take that money and fly out to see this lady or fella or whatever. Women can have front duallys too. But uh, if you should fly out and see if the relationship's going to work. And I'm going to be that magical old person and be like, well, listen, front dually is really cool. I'm not even going to lie to you, but true love's even cooler. And that's a tip. Thank you, Quick Mickey. Uh, effervescent, reticulated, and resplendent, as always. For the Trailer Blazers, my name is Nick Kelly, and I'm a problematic small-town Alaskan nationalist. Happy Trailsers. Merry Trailsers. I'm Missy Evans, and I'm asking you where you were January 6th before we start our Christmas festival. Happy Trailsers. And I'm Ben Moon, and I'm wondering how long it has to be before I can be a magical old person. Merry Trailsers. <laughs> I'll say you kind of need you need a good chunk of days 
to get through. Armageddon.